Hello, beautiful angels, and welcome back to Anonymous. Today, I want to dive right into our topic, which is eating disorders. And I know that's a very large problem for young girls and everyone, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet that most of you have or have had, well, have, I think it's an ongoing thing, an eating disorder. And if not, I'm definitely willing to bet that you know someone that does. And I, I think it's such an ingrained part of our culture to try to control exactly what our body looks like and sort of functioning from this place of lack that of course we all do. I mean, that's what marketing is, is trying to get us to buy stuff so that we'll be thin and cool and popular and (laughs) happy. And in reality, everything everything that we need, everything that we want, Everything that we're looking for already exists within ourselves. I, don't, I try not to get into too many statistics on here, but it is estimated that one in three women and one in four men are on a diet at any given point, which diet culture is, is BS. It's a load of crap, I'm just going to tell you. It, it really is. That is, diet culture is a business. It's an industry. And so they don't want... The diets to actually work for you because then you won't keep coming back aside from that we're very much a society that's all about working from the outside in rather than the inside out as if changing things on the outside is going to make us feel better on the inside that's not how it works food is medicine if we give our body this good medicine it's going to show on the outside. But if we just patch ourselves up like a Band-Aid and our insides are decaying, that doesn't do much good for us. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. I love that saying. Um, And I, you know, just to get completely candid with you guys, I also suffer from an eating disorder. Um, And I want to be clear that Eating disorders are not just anorexia or bulimia. They can also be like binging. Um, and sometimes binging and bulimia go together. I have had all three of these. <laughs> so, um, fun. And it's just been this constant, constant battle my whole life. And, you know, the goal... The goal is not to, I think that the, there's a huge myth that healing is linear. And it's not. It's, it's a rocky, mountainous landscape. There's a lot of up and downs. And the things that trigger us are still going to trigger us. It's a battle. You can just hope that slowly these these mountains, 
these peaks and valleys start to get smaller and smaller until they're virtually non-existent. But that takes years and years and years of working on that self-loathing. When was, I mean, when was the last time that you honestly thought to yourself, how does working out make me feel? How does eating this make me feel? When was the last time you asked yourself that? Because that should be the focus. And however you you look when you're eating healthy is how you're intended to look. That's your body's shape. That's your body's natural size. When you are, it's called intuitive eating, and I'll get into that a bit later. When you are intuitively eating, like really listening to your body, your body's going to reflect that. You're going to look healthy and amazing. And I mean, likely you'll lose weight, but if you don't, I, I would like you to get to a point where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're healthy. And I'll tell you, when, when I was the most unhealthy I've ever been was when I was at my thinnest. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that because I wasn't eating. I couldn't do anything. I was just dead. I was losing hair. I was exhausted. I was moody. I couldn't function. It was just hard to get out of bed. It was hard to study because I wasn't fueling my body. I mean, food is one of the main essentials of life. And I don't know why there was this like punishment. Like I'd eat a bad meal and then I'd punish myself. Like, okay, now you can't eat for three days or a week or whatever. As if, as if eating is like this terrible thing. Food is not the enemy. Food is one of the like, what is it? Food, water, and shelter. Like literally three requirements to life. Would we punish ourselves for peeing? Like, if you have to go to the bathroom, like, okay, you use the bathroom, you, like, took a big, big doo-doo, and, like, now you, <laughs> now you can't go again for another, for another week. I mean, what? What? Okay, you slept an extra hour. Now you can't sleep for a week. I mean, come on. Why do we treat ourselves this way? And I, I had a moment last night actually you know i think i think with the holidays it, it gets to be sort of a large trigger because it's a, a lot of food but i i had a moment last night where i started thinking to myself god i'm so mean to myself i'm so awful to myself i just i was i was in the middle of a meditation and i just could just see myself kicking like it was it was like my body this is gonna sound crazy but like I just had like this image of myself just kicking my physical body because that's what you're doing when you're you're beating yourself up literally and emotionally when you say mean things to yourself you're beating yourself up but when you starve yourself or extremely limit your calories or make yourself vomit, you're 
physically beating yourself up. Your body is your biggest ally in this life. So why are we so mean to it? I mean, it makes me emotional because it's like, how could I, I would not allow anyone else to treat me like this. So why do I allow myself? It's not productive. It makes me a shell. And it prolongs these cycles of eating disorders because, you know, when you're hating yourself, you're going to abuse your body. You're going to abuse yourself. On the flip side, when you're loving yourself and you're focusing on your health and how you feel, you're going to treat your body right which is going to make you love yourself more. And it goes around and around. So there's, you know, it's these two cyclical cycles that are very hard to break. And it's interesting because it is, it is a systemic problem. There's a problem within the system of the food industry. If you look at the history of it, back in like the Great Depression, people were literally starving. There was not enough food in America. So they solved the problem. They found out how to make a lot of food for really cheap. And now we have this plethora of food, which is ostensibly good. You know, starving is a terrible thing, but it's just junk. It's junk. And, you know, it targets this, like, poor demographic but that's a whole other rant the point sort of being that it then became cool to not eat (laughs) because there was enough food so that it's cool to not because that's like a privilege you know it's a privilege to not have to eat which what I mean sometimes the logic of society just when you actually think about it is insane in my opinion the basis of eating disorders is for whatever reason have it be control genetics perfectionism self-esteem your environment For whatever reason, you're putting how you look above everything else, above the quality of your life, above how you feel, above how you're able to function, above the quantity of your life. You're putting how you look at the very top of your priorities to the point that you're willing to sacrifice everything else because if you have a disorder you know it does everything else gets sacrificed for the sake of how you look and let me just tell you not everyone thinks that's the look it's a look it's a beautiful look that's why if you're naturally stick thinner or if you want to be curvy if you want a bigger like whatever you are aiming for that for whatever reason, probably society, maybe somebody you know, like I said, your environment, you've decided that that is the look. 
And it's just a look. Everyone finds different things beautiful. So why don't you find yourself beautiful? Because that's what you were given. That is the culmination of all of your genetics and all of your ancestors and all of your family from way, way, way back. You're the culmination of that. So by hating that, you're sort of giving the finger to your parents and all of your ancestors. If you believe in a higher power, like you're giving the finger to God. You don't want to do that. <laughs> like By not loving yourself, aside from the fact that you're causing yourself pain, there's a sort of like disrespect that comes from it. But it's not about them. It's about you. And it's about how you feel, not look, feel. And I know, I know that high, that excitement that comes from not eating, that comes from skipping a meal. And you're like, hell yeah, I'm so skinny. But that, that's not, that is a, a band-aid on the problem. Because guess what? At some point, unless you die, unless you starve yourself to death, at some point you're gonna eat again, and then that feeling is gonna go away. That feeling meant nothing. So we need to focus on the source, the source of the problem, like focusing on your triggers. It might be anxiety or anger or lack of control or helplessness. It may have to do with your self-esteem. Whatever that trigger is, solve it at the source so that whether or not you perform vital functions like eating doesn't affect how you feel about yourself that day. And again, I'm coming from a place because this is something I struggle with every single day. This is something I struggle with every single day of my life. And I know that a lot of you are in the same boat. So I'm saying this to you and also to me. This is not a me preaching at you thing. This is a, this is a collective intervention <laughs> with myself included. Because I love you guys, I believe in you guys, I love myself, I believe in myself as well, and I want us to start doing the same. I want all of us to love ourselves, talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend, to a daughter, to a sister. Don't talk to yourself like you're public enemy number one, like you're your, your greatest enemy, because you're not, you're your greatest ally. And you need to come before others' opinions of you, society, numbers that you see, you know, whether that be size, scale, you and how you feel, like really feel in your heart and physically needs to be the priority. 
It needs to be your number one priority. One last thing I want to touch on because I mentioned it earlier, intuitive eating. So it's this concept, it was written about in a book um, by Evelyn Tribal and Elise Reich. Reich? Something like that. And you can go to intuitiveeating.org or you can buy the book and it gives you this rundown of, like I said, just really listening to your body and what it needs and what it's craving and then giving it that, not over giving it that, not like I'm craving chocolate, I'm going to eat 10 candy bars or an entire chocolate cake because hi, also been there, (laughs) but being like I'm craving chocolate and then eating a little bit of chocolate and then moving on with your life. Enjoying that chocolate, being like, mmm, that was delicious. That hit the spot. Now I'm going to get back to work or I'm going to go pick up the kids. I mean, whatever it is, you're getting back to your life. You're not dwelling on that. You're just enjoying it. Just enjoy it and move on. There's 10 main principles that they talk about with intuitive eating. So I'm just going to go through those really quickly. The first is rejecting the diet mentality, which is sort of what I talked about earlier. Diets are BS. They don't work. They're designed to keep you dieting constantly. Number two is to honor your hunger. Know that that is a normal human function and hunger is absolutely normal and not something to be upset, ashamed, fought, or even proud of. Like, it's just like having to go to the bathroom or being tired. So respond with how you would respond to other bodily functions. Just eat, eat what you're craving. Number three is to make peace with food. Food is medicine. Food is not the enemy. Food keeps you alive. Food literally keeps you alive. So love food. Try to fuel your body with good quality, nutrient-dense food. And that doesn't mean just eating broccoli. That means eating a wide variety of foods. You know, I go back all the time to the like original food pyramid. You know, like eating mostly fruits and vegetables, or you know, mostly vegetables, but then fruits. And then there's protein and starches and Fats and sweets, I listen, I don't remember exactly. But the point being that, that you know what's best for you and what's not. So try to eat mostly what's best for you, but don't deprive yourself. Because like I said, that's living from this place of lack where then it just causes you to sort of freak out and act in the reverse a lot of the time, which is counterproductive. And that's what diets do a lot. Causes you to like, maybe you'll lose five pounds, but then because you've been functioning from this place of lack, you're gonna be like, oh my God, I'm starving. And then you eat a chocolate cake. 
so then what was what was even the point right other than just to be mean to yourself so then you do the diet again then you you know and you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until you die not to be dramatic or anything but honestly what a what a not a way to live your life number four is to challenge the food police and the food police is the one that exists within you it's the internal one that's like you know i know you've heard people be like i've been good today oh i've been bad today what is this this is a bs there's no there's no like being good or being bad there's just eating what you need to eat and what you're craving and what your body wants so this good or bad policing yourself thing gotta go bye see you never we are abolishing the police abolishing our inner food police bye boy see you never number five is discovering the satisfaction factor we have taste buds for a reason food is delicious real food is so good so enjoy it really like appreciate how like when you bite an apple i don't know if you've had a honey crisp apple oh those are the best when you bite a honey crisp apple it's like it's like nature's candy and it feels so good when you eat it and it's crispy and mm, so good just appreciate that enjoy the experience of eating and fueling your body and it is it's an experience and it should be we're supposed to like eating food because it's how we survive number six is to feel your fullness so acknowledge when your tummy's full and you just want to eat because you've been triggered or you're bored or you're angry something else is going on acknowledge when you're full acknowledge when you've had enough food and something else is going on because food won't solve the problem the problem will still be there food is a band-aid it's a temporary fix it makes you feel better for a second but the problem's still there and number seven sort of related is cope with your emotions with kindness so be kind to yourself that's honestly all i ask be kind to yourself when these triggers arise because they will just acknowledge them and be kind to your reaction you know maybe you slip up again it's okay be kind to yourself when you feel that urge to make yourself vomit or to not eat acknowledge this feeling and get to the bottom of it number eight is to respect your body and that again goes back to what i was saying earlier respect the genetics and the natural shape and natural size that your body is comfortable at respect that and love it 
because that's what makes you unique. You don't want to be like everybody else. Look boring. You want to be you. You're beautiful. You know that. You know that. Again, you know that. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. Love yourself. Please. Number nine is movement. Feeling the difference. It's like similar to eating food, but just not like I used to work out so much and I didn't really work out. I wasn't working out to get strong or because I enjoyed it because I liked feeling the movement. I was working out to burn off calories and fat. So all I did was run, 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 run. And it was so tedious and I was killing my knees. But every day I would just run as far as I possibly could. And if I didn't, if I missed a run day, I was pissed and worthless and just felt horrible about myself. So that's, that's not the purpose of working out at all. Working out makes you feel good. It's supposed to release endorphins. It makes you happy, literally. It makes you stronger. That needs to be the focus. And enjoying how you feel when you move and when you lift and when you dance and when you jog and run and walk and prance and I don't frolic seems like an appropriate word for that. And finally, number 10 is to honor your health. Honor your decisions. None of us are perfect. It's all about balance. It's okay to eat ice cream. It's okay. It's good. Eat ice cream. Enjoy it. But have that like consistency baseline be that you're eating more fruits and vegetables than you are ice cream. Have that consistency be I'm eating healthy. I'm fueling my body with nutrients. And then if you want some sweets every once in a while, have some sweets. But honor, honor your health, honor trying to get all of the nutrients into your body every single day. All right, my loves, that concludes this episode. I hope you all had or have, depending on when I post this, a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I love you all. Stay heavenly, my angels.